Hi there, I'm Paddy Billington. Welcome to episode 9 of the Visit Scarborough podcast. Coming up in this episode, I chat to the brand new owner of Scarborough's North Bay Railway, one of Scarborough's most loved tourist attractions, which celebrates its 90th birthday this year, can you believe? We'll chat with the new owner about their plans for the North Bay Railway going forward. Also coming up, our gem this week is the Vincent Pier. Discover more about the lighthouse, the diving bell statue and a gun that was recovered off a shipwreck just offshore. And we've had some visitors during lockdown from Scotland. Yet yeah, a pod of dolphins have visited Scarborough. And with sightings on the up massively in the last couple of years, we will chat to the man who loves to spot them and document the sightings, Stuart Baines from the Scarborough Porpoise Facebook page. Plus, we've been asking you on our social media pages, when you're on holiday in Scarborough, which other places in the area do you like to visit? And firstly, as always, a thank you to you for not only listening to each episode of the Visit Scarborough podcast, which continues to grow, but also interacting with our posts on our social media pages. It's great reading out your comments on each episode of the Visit Scarborough podcast. Now, we're going to start this week, as we always do, chatting to a guest. And I'm delighted to say joining me now is the brand new owner of Scarborough's North Bay Railway. John Kerr, congratulations, firstly, on buying North Bay Railway. What made you do it? Well, I mean, it's quite a bold move to buy a purchase in the middle of a pandemic. However, um, you know, naivety comes into that, I suppose. But then uh, why not? I mean, it's an opportunity. Um, the previous owner, David, was looking to retire and um, it was an opportunity not to be missed. Um, we're very excited to be involved here. Um, my business partner and myself, uh, we currently... I also run and operate the Cleethorpes Coast Light Railroad, which we took over in 2014. And uh, since then, it's been uh, great success, lots of investment into the local economy. Uh, visitor numbers have increased there. Uh, we've uh, added job roles uh, and uh, added lots of events to the calendar for the local area. So that's been fantastic success. Um, so we bring a lot of expertise in, in that area and many other areas. And hopefully we can sort of add to that at, at this railway. Yeah, it's a very special attraction and a lot of locals have a lot of love for it, as do a lot of visitors as well. So many, many years of history. In fact, it's a 90th anniversary year, isn't it? Which is just incredible. It is. Well, anniversaries mean quite a lot to me, really, um, because my fam- my personal family, the Kerr family, have been running miniature railways since 1935. So only four years shy of the Scarborough North Bay Railway which is, is very exciting. We, we celebrated my own railway's um, 85th anniversary uh, last year. So very, very looking forward to celebrating the 90th this year. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to pull out all the stops that we normally would due to COVID circumstances, that C word we all hate. However, we're going to put a, our best show that we possibly can on and, uh, you know, 90 years. I mean, gosh, it, it must be good if it's lasted that long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, what are your plans for the railway? Because in recent years, it has evolved. Uh, you've still got the historic water chute and then the addition, of course, of the, the Sky Trail. And then there's that little small pub as well, which I think is brilliant. You know, there's, there's different aspects to the attraction. It's not just about the, the railway. But have you got, you know, well, what are your plans going forward? What, what are your thoughts? Well, I think um, walking before we run initially, my sort of intentions are to come in to the railway 
And, and I just want to sort of be one of the team. I want to work the till, drive some trains, get to know people, get to know the team, do a bit of market research um, and, and, and just ask people what they think, what do they want, see how things operate and then we'll build up a kind of perspective of where we think we can take things. We'd be probably silly straight away to throw a lot of money at the railroad because ultimately we've already thrown a lot of money to purchase the thing in the first place. Um, so we need to now sort of take this time just to see how things work. Um, but we do have some plans that we'd um, we'd like to sort of put into place. And uh, I suppose that's just uh, initially a continuation on with the developments that were already planned. Um, certainly David in the last couple of years, I think because he was just looking to retire, um, he probably just slowed down a little bit. So, so we'd like to pick up the pace again with some of the developments. Um, but really... We want to add to what is already one of the most amazing, you know, views from a railway. The railway itself is just stunning. It's ranked as, you know, one of the top miniature railways in the country. Um, and any way we can add to that, we will. I think the other area we really, really want to expand is the um, the boating lake. I think um, we've got some fierce competition across the road in Pigeon Park. So we've got to up our game slightly and see if we can sort of maybe theme it slightly. Um you know, obviously with the theme across the, the way, that's really the draw. So for us, if we can go down the typical seaside route, we may, or another kind of theming, then it's something we want to try. Um, the other thing we really want to bring, again, subject to COVID, uh, our events and uh, more sort of function experience side. Um, the railways never offered any sort of birthday parties or any packages in its time. And we really think that's a market that the railway should explore. Um, I mean, everybody has a birthday. Children have a birthday every single year and most children love trains. So the fact that they can't have one at the moment seems a bit crazy. So that's something we'd like to try. Um, and also, you know, Easter and Halloween and Christmas events, we think we could expand those even more far and wide. And uh, yeah, so it's all quite exciting. Well, thanks for that, John. We will chat more very shortly. John Kerr, the brand new owner of Scarborough's North Bay Railway, joining me on episode nine of the Visit Scarborough podcast. Now, this week, we've been asking you this question. When you do holiday to Scarborough, where else in the area do you like to go? Some really interesting comments, and thank you so much for these. Elaine Lord likes to go to Suby Hall and Gardens, which is near Bridlington. Uh, she also likes to visit Eden Camp, which is a fantastic former prisoner of war camp uh, just off the A64 in Moulton. That's a wonderful attraction to go and visit. And also quite near there, actually, is Waldsway Lavender. That's another place that she likes to go, which, again, is a terrific uh, attraction to go to. A lot of it outdoors. Beautiful lavender if you get you visit just right. The colours are amazing and they've got a great little train there as well which uh, takes families around the site. There's lots of fun little games and things to do, lots of outdoor stuff like um, foot golf and, and things like that. It's a really great place. You can actually spend hours and hours there uh, without realising. Lizzie Bramley enjoys going to Gofland, uh, Eden Camp getting another mention and the North Yorkshire Moors Railway. Uh, she also enjoys uh, Yorkshire Air Museum which is near York and also Whitby as well. Thank you Lizzie. And Julie Brookbank says, I'm quite happy just walking along the beach. I always go and say hello to Freddie. Hopefully moving there, end of the year, she says. Uh, now, Freddie, who she's talking about, you may be familiar with the giant statue, uh, which is on the uh, the promenade in North Bay. We're going to talk about Freddie Gilroy 
and that giant bench and statue on a future episode. But thank you for, for mentioning it. And Lorraine Goodchild says, whilst visiting my favourite place, I do like to go to Staithes as well. Also Robin Hood's Bay and Whitby. Ravenscar too. And last but not least, Filey. I used to live there many years ago. But to be honest, nothing compares to Scarborough and its beautiful views. Thank you, Lorraine. Uh, we'll do some more of those very soon. The question this week, when you're on holiday in Scarborough, where else in the area do you like to visit? And it's a nice reminder of what is surrounding this incredible resort. The North York Moors, the Yorkshire Wolds, the Vale of Pickering, incredible coastline, beautiful fishing villages, some amazing attractions as well. Right now, more from my guest, John Kerr, the new owner of North Bay Railway in Scarborough, which, John, as I'm sure you're aware now, having taken over the railway, is adjacent to the Scarborough Open Air Theatre. They're going to have to reschedule a few concerts. One has been rescheduled. More on that in our tourism news soon. Now, a couple of years ago, Kylie Minogue did the locomotion on the North Bay Railway at Scorby Mill Station. Incredible video, which went very, very viral. And I know Little Mix have been on the pedalos on your boating lake there as well. So I'm guessing... One of your plans going forward will be more celebrities enjoying the North Bay Railway. Oh, I think so. Um, I mean, it would be silly not to. Uh, as you say, they've got to walk right past our entrance. And um, I don't think many theatres uh, open or enclosed have a miniature railway or a boating lake next to them. So you can see why they probably pay quite a lot of attention. So that's that's obviously something we'd want to explore more. I must say we were slightly nervous uh, with the announcements coming out from uh, uh, the Prime Minister hoping that the theatre would be able to open, but as of well now, I think it would seem that the shows will go ahead. I mean, that's still to be confirmed, obviously, but um, you know that that's quite a big decision. You know that plays a big part into the the, the season that we're going to have because um, obviously the two work hand in hand when the when the events are on. So so yeah, absolutely. Any ways of sort of connectivity and improving both sort of uh, experiences between the theatre and the railway, we're, we're going to explore that. So it's, yeah, brilliant. So you take on Scarborough's North Bay Railway, already running the successful Cleethorpes Light Railway. Is there anything in Cleethorpes that Scarborough doesn't have, or is there anything in Scarborough that Cleethorpes doesn't have that, that you wish uh, either place did? I don't know, really. Um, I think the differences with, with Cleethorpes is that um, a business like this to survive it needs to have a very, very strong commercial side. Um, it's great running a train and putting it up and down the track as much as you want. But the trouble with the train is that it runs on rails and then the rails run on the sleepers and then the sleepers run on the ballast. Whereas if you say run a bus service, then the council looks after the roads and all you do is look after your vehicles. With the railway, we're looking after everything, the trains, the carriages, the rails, the sleepers, the ballast. And all I would say is that um, the commercial side is the bit that really secures the railway's future. Um, so we're going to work really, really strongly on that side because ultimately at uh, Cleethorpes, um, that's the bit that we've got right. Um, and to give you an idea, um, we ha- we actually have an even smaller pub in Cleethorpes. No, um, that's not the- possible. Yeah, oh, it is, it is. It's only eight foot by eight foot. And um, it, it was in the Guinness World Book of Records. I think somebody's put one in the garden now uh, just, just to beat us um, uh, in spite. However, um, the idea here in Scarborough was actually copied from Cleethorpes because the two owners used to be best friends. And uh, he said, oh, you should try that. Go on, give it a blast. And, and he did 
Um, but it's still the one here, the pub here in Scarborough is not quite running at its optimum level. So I think that's an area we're going to focus quite strongly on to see if we can improve that. Great. Well, congratulations again. Uh, it's great to, to hear of your plans. You know, hopefully you'll get a, a decent season whenever that starts in Scarborough to, to get up and running. So, yeah, congratulations to, to all the, the new team there. Welcome to Scarborough and, uh, and good luck with it. Thanks so much for having us on. That was John Kerr, new owner of Scarborough's North Bay Railway, and good luck to him and the new team running that there. Okay, on the way, we've got our tourism news, more on the rescheduled Scarborough Open Air Theatre concert. And also we speak to Stuart Baines, who runs the Scarborough Porpoise Facebook page. About 30,000 followers uh, he's got on there. And in the last few days, he spotted the first pod of dolphins to visit Scarborough in 2021. And they could be a new tourist attraction themselves in the near future because we're getting more and more visits now from bottlenose dolphins in Scarborough. Right now, though, uh, more of your comments on our topic this week, which is this. When you visit Scarborough on holiday, where else do you like to go? Rachel Jane says, Scarborough is my hometown, but when I visit my homeland, it has to include a visit to my second favourite place, which has some great memories. That's Whitby. Joanne Stanley uh, enjoys a walk from Scarborough to Caton Bay along the Cleveland Way. And she says, I also like to visit Runswick Bay, Whitby, Robin Hood's Bay, Pickering, Helmsley and lots of other small villages. Too numerous to mention. You do get around, don't you? Uh, Margaret Bell says Scarborough is such a good place as it is. I I wouldn't need or want to visit anywhere else. That's a compliment, isn't it, to Scarborough? Helen Wilson enjoys Whitby, Goatland and the North York Moors and Bridlington as well. And Amanda Shelbourne says we love going to Pickering because of the steam trains and the beautiful walks. But our favourite best place is Scarborough, Sea Life Centre. We always adopt a seal every year because my son and I love seals. Thank you, Amanda Shelbourne, for that. More of your comments on the places you enjoy going in the area when on holiday in Scarborough. Right now, though, time for this week's gem, which is the Vincent Pier on Scarborough Harbour. Now, in the 1700s, it was decided to extend Scarborough Harbour and this new pier was built. And on it, in the early 1800s, they constructed a lighthouse. Originally, it was 51 metres tall. And in the famous bombardment of Scarborough in World War I, the last of 522 shells to hit Scarborough hit the lighthouse. And although it didn't explode, the damage was so bad that the top half of the tower was demolished a few days later. And it wasn't for another 16 or 17 years before enough money had been fundraised to rebuild the lighthouse in Scarborough. At one time, it had a very bright beam, which could be seen 15 miles away. And for quite a long time, the light out to sea was red. But as Scarborough grew, the red light was too similar to the lights of the town. So it was changed to white. And also for a good while, the light only operated when the tide was half full, up to high tide and halfway out again. Scarborough Lighthouse also features a foghorn, which is a beautiful and eerie sound when it is misty. The rule is, if you can't see the spar across the bay from the lighthouse, you turn the foghorn on. So here, for example, on the South Cliff in Scarborough, if your window's open, you can tell that it's a foggy day outside, even with the curtains shut, if you can hear that beautiful, eerie foghorn sound in the distance, echoing across the bay. Also on the Vincent Pier is a very interesting gun, which points out to sea. Now, this was recovered from the steamship Horsand, which was torpedoed by a German sub in 1917, just two miles off the coast of Scarborough. Local fishermen and the sub Aqua Club recovered it in 1982, and it was lowered into place by helicopter. And a final point of interest is the Diving Bell statue, which is a nod to Scarborough's place as Britain's first resort 
when the first tourists came to Scarborough for the medicinal benefits of bathing in the waters. This week's gem, the Vincent Pier on Scarborough Harbour. Now, Scarborough is very quickly getting a reputation for being a pretty decent place to spot bottlenose dolphins. On many calm days, walking around Marine Drive, you can see harbour porpoises. They're similar to dolphins. They are related. They're cousins, part of the whale family. But they don't leap out of the water like bottlenose dolphins do. Some people do get them confused. But you'll know when you've seen a dolphin. And Stuart Baines, who runs the Scarborough Porpoise Facebook page, spends many hours looking out to sea with his binoculars on Marine Drive. And he has a cracking camera as well. And if there's anything to see, he'll get it snapped. So there are some amazing pictures, and you can see them on our Visit Scarborough social media pages of the bottlenose dolphins that visited last week. So, Stuart, this is becoming more and more popular. Why do you think that is? I mean, is it lockdown, the fact that there are less pleasure boats going out to sea? What are the reasons? We don't know why it's happened, but about three years ago, we used to get three or four visits of bottlenose dolphins a year to the Scarborough, the Orchard Coast. Uh, then the year before last... We had 50 visits in supposed to three or four. And then in last year, in 2020, we had over 100 visits. So the frequency of them coming to the area is increasing all the time. I know a lot of people were lucky enough to see them off the marine drive or in the bays uh, last year. We get harbour porpoise, which is a cousin of the dolphin, which is virtually resident off Scarborough. Uh, a lot of people who were, of your listeners will have seen those off the marine drive in that area. Um, but the um, bottlenose tend to come in and then move along the coast up and down. So they're not there all the time, whereas porpoise will perhaps hang off the marine drive for a day or two. So they're not, bottlenose aren't as easy to spot because you've got to be fairly lucky. So the visits are more and more frequent. What is the reason? Generally, I think it's all about food. They're looking for food. There's either less food where they were before, which is further up the coast, Northumberland and Scotland, or they found out a, a purple patch of food down off Yorkshire, food as in fish, obviously, which dolphins eat. So I think they're coming here for a reason, and they're coming here for, for, to feed. But they, when you see them, they're obviously not just feeding, and uh, they're, they're an intelligent animal. They're communicating. They're, they're almost playing with each other, even jumping in, out of the water, or breaching, as we call it. So it's, it's, it's an amazing sight if, you get, if you're lucky enough. Well, I've yet to see bottlenose dolphins in Scarborough, but it is on the bucket list. Stuart, thank you very much for your time. Stuart Baines from the Scarborough Porpoise Facebook page. We'll wrap up episode nine of the Visit Scarborough podcast shortly with more of your comments on the places around the Scarborough area you like to visit when on holiday here. But first, some tourism news. North Yorkshire Police are continuing to warn people not to visit Scarborough at the moment. We're still in national lockdown. We've seen pictures of a family camping in a very dangerous position on a cliff edge near Whitby, who travelled from quite some distance to do it. And visitors getting stopped having travelled between 15 and 100 miles for fish and chips. Yes, they're great, but at the moment, that's not a good enough reason to visit Scarborough. And we know that five Scarborough Road Theatre concerts for summer 2021 will have to be rearranged because they fall before the 21st of June. The first one, confirmed to have been moved, is UB40, featuring Ali Campbell and Astro. That will now be on Saturday, the 28th of August. And if you have got tickets for that, you're asked to wait for contact from Ticketmaster in the next five days. Well, that's nearly it for episode nine of the Visit Scarborough podcast. Thank you so much for listening once more. Please do follow Visit Scarborough on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you too can be involved in our topics for the podcast each week, which this week is when you visit Scarborough for a holiday, where else do you like to visit in the area? Well, 
Michelle Brown says Flambra, love it there. I mean, it's great, isn't it? With the the old chalk lighthouse, which is the the oldest fully standing lighthouse anywhere in the country, and you've got the new one nearby as well. I say new, it's from the 1800s. So it's a spectacular location with incredible white chalk cliffs, caves and coves and beaches. It's a, it's a beautiful place and, and not far away from Scarborough. Jack Berry enjoys the open-top bus rides. Uh, Sue Turner enjoys Thornley Dale, Pickering, the Forest Drive. Dolby Forest Drive is, is beautiful. And on to Whitby, over the moors, uh, Robiners Bay, back to Scarborough, all our favourite places. Uh, Christopher Ashford, we love to head across to Bempton Cliffs, seeing the gannets and puffins and other species so close to Scarborough is a win-win for us. And we can't wait to be back to Scarborough when everything is safe. And Linda Anstonia enjoys Waldsway Lavender, Filey Bird and Animal Garden, Bempton Cliffs. Too many places to mention, she says. Thank you again. Uh, the Visit Scarborough podcast is an MPB production. Uh, join me for episode 10. We're into double figures. Out next Wednesday.